Howdy ho folks, this is Sami from NC Perum and you are listening to Brutally Delicious. Stay tuned and NOT Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast. I am Bruce. And I'm Chris. You may have heard in our last episode, or a episode, where Davy Suicide called us the Brutus, Brutally what? <laughs> the Brutally Bullshit. The Brutally Bullshit podcast, and that's what we do. <laughs> I guess you I guess you could take it either way. Well, if you're listening, I don't care what you call us. No, thanks for listening. We, <laughs> we, we, we've recently learned that we broke the four-person mark. Yes, yes, we broke the four-person mark. So thank you to our... I'm not going to name the number because I don't want to get it out there, but thank you to the uh, quickest rising podcast on the internet. Oh, yeah. It's through the freaking roof. With the greatest fans in the world. Oh, yeah. Our fans are the best. And uh, that's why we uh, that's why we do this because we have the best fans in the world. So thanks for listening. Today, we've got Ensiferum on the coming. To jo- yeah. Today, we've got Ensiferum coming to join us. We're going to go ahead and get them on the line here shortly. I don't know if you've... Uh, I think you've seen these guys on the boat, right? Yeah, I have. Really, really great folk metal. I mean, I guess it's not for everybody, but I kind of love it. They got all kinds of uh, different instruments and melodies and death metal all mingled together. It's pretty great. You know what? Well, I, I checked them up before I saw them live and I was like, yeah, okay. But when you see them live, there's just like this folk energy. It's so fun, you know? Yeah. And, and it's it kind of grabs you and suddenly you're like, you know what? This is amazing. <laughs> so Yeah, I agree. I guess if you've made it this far in our 50-something episode, I want to thank you for listening. We've, uh, we've taken our listeners on quite a run, right? Man, you know what? When, when you first asked me to be a part of this, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm a fucking house husband. Let's talk to some metal musicians. <laughs> and then the more that we did it, the more I found just how much I love doing it. You know, I, I look forward to our our recording sessions, I guess you can call them or the interviews. Yeah. You know, like we've talked to some, we've talked to some great people too. So give me, give me, um, give me your top three to five moments you've had this year doing this. Podcast. All right. The best one, the best one to me and no offense to anybody. If you're listening, probably none of the artists are listening anyway, but my favorite one of all was the Allegiant one. I never laughed so hard in my whole life. <laughs> Riley was amazing, and I've never laughed so hard in my whole life. Yeah, that was a great one. Because I think that might I think that might have been the point we took the whole thing south. Like we were trying to be, we started off with sorcerer, and we were trying to be like upstanding citizens and tell me about whatever. And then all of a sudden, we realized nobody cares. We're going to go down the down the dark path. And from then on, and I think we've referenced Riley in probably nine out of ten podcasts since then. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that was the real turning point for this for this podcast. <laughs> was that I don't know if that's good or bad, but I don't know if we turned the corner for the, the worse or the better. But for me, that was the uh, the point where I was like, "Holy shit, this is fun!" Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also like the one we did with uh, was it Richard McDeed, the uh, the dude who was taking his uh, cerebral palsy son around the country. Oh yeah, that was a really good one. That was a really special one. That one. That was moving, and I kind of liked, uh, well, it's a tie between Tom Cardwell or Viram Swamy. We did those two professors from Europe. That was, I never expected to get oh, those fuck, I, for, I forgot about those ones. Those were great, too. 
Yeah, and Michael Beinhorn. I mean, it's pretty hard to dis- decide where we want to, you know, what my favorites are. But I think the one I laughed the absolute most in was uh, that. Oh, you know who was really good too? My own Will. We totally caught him so off guard. <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea what to think. Yeah, absolutely. There was some, there's been some but, great ones, you know, really. Yeah, I think we've done a stellar job if i don't say if i do say so myself of getting uh getting the good artists on the uh on the air both small and large and not only getting the common information out of them, but getting all kinds of other cool shit out of them for those of you that don't know bruce is the guy that gets the talent i'm just the talent <laughs> <laughs> there you go. okay for me I- for me um i think Probably the funniest moment that we've had was uh, who was that band that answered? Who's he answered the phone yeah. on the shitter? It was Hank, it was Henry Sanchez, but oh. what band was he from? Oh god, I'm trying to remember because yes. I, did, I didn't know the band. I just remember him like answering the phone on the shitter. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, wait a second. Oh, Sangre, yep. Sangre. <laughs> And Henry Sanchez from Sangre answered the phone on the bowl. That was great. <laughs> that's, that, that's how much respect we command, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then I think number two for me, just from a personal standpoint, was uh, Tom Kiefer. That, oh, yeah, that was a great that, that to yeah, me, are, that, tell, they're so good. That to me was just about as inspiring as the Cerebral Palsy one because of all of the shit that guy's had to go through to, to just be able to do what he wants to do. You know, right? Like, how many vocal surgeries did he say he had? Eleven. Like, yeah, great. And he still put out one of the. I mean, that record made not that it matters, but it made my top ten of the year because it was just so fucking great. Yeah, and then another one which kind of went under the radar, but it's one I'll always remember was Scott Sinclair from Sin MG. You know that that one started out yeah. kind of slow, and then I brought up the fact that they were sponsored by tequila, and that just went off the fucking rails. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I totally love like we get all these people on, and we're like, they think they're getting into like a regular podcast, and then we start taking it south. And I think at first people don't know where to go with it, and then if they relax enough and they play along, it gets to be pretty fun. Oh yeah, but there's just so many like Paul Allender, like oh yeah. Like when we talked to Paul, I wasn't ready for like, oh, you know, I started this whole thing or I'm mentoring metal musicians and he went off on this thing and I was just like, Jesus, you know, yeah. there's just so many good ones. And at the end of the day, I mean, we like I said, we've talked to a lot of, you know, new bands like Visenya and that kind of thing all the way up to, you know, Cradle of Filth and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, it's great. And My Own Will, too. I mean, what a band. Yeah, so I still... Good. uh Still dig listening to them. So overall, I think it's been a, a good, we've been out like six months. I think it's been a great six months. And if you're listening and you're one of those uh, regulars, I appreciate you here. <laughs> so anyways, I, I was going to say the Oculum Day podcast, the fourth one we did. I think Yeah, with Josh. That's the one where we first started kind of figuring out who we were, you know? Yeah. Like the first, yep. the first three we did, we were just like fish out of water. <laughs> like, yeah. What are we doing here? Uh, uh, you know, no. But I think it's like anything. You kind of need to find your voice, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I, 
I think we found that uh, the irreverency is perfect, even though, you know, we do serious ones like the, uh, the Ludwig one and the Michael Beinhorn one and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But even the Michael Beinhorn one was so illuminating, you know, T- talking about how he records and, and all that stuff. Another fun one that I thought was the Heavy Petten podcast, episode 17. Oh. Yes, that guy was great. <laughs> he was so good. He was so excited. Remember, he's speaking with that freaking, or he was speaking with the Irish accent. And the, and then I'm like, oh, are you an island? He's like, no, I live in Texas. <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely had our, our share of fun. And even if, even if nobody was listening or just Dale and Christina, I've had a blast doing it. And I want to keep doing them as we go on. So, And it says, find out what Chris is putting on his dog's paws. What was I putting on my dog's paws? Oh, where the hell was that at? <laughs> you were putting Vagisil on your dog's oh, paws. Oh, yeah, sh- that's right. <laughs> that was a story. I've also had emails about the story where people were puking and shitting in the, uh, in the airport. <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. Ah! So it, I had somebody call me and tell me. Actually, it was Christina, I think. She called and told me. She's like, oh, my God, I wasn't ready for that. I was drinking my coffee, and I nearly spit it everywhere. <laughs> oh, so man. in the end, I hope you appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Uh, happy holidays and whatever, whatever you celebrate. And we'll be back in January. Oh, we will be back in January. Well, by the time they hear all these, it will be January. Yeah, I'm going to try and bust them all off in January so we start off fresh. Oh, cool. We've got to discover some great bands. What are some bands that you got through this podcast that where you really were like, wow, this is killer? That Two you- of them. I like Oculum Day even. I mean, even though they're a bit extreme, I think Oculum Day was one of my favorites. And, I mean, definitely, we, we reckoned already, My Own Will was definitely uh, a big one. And Visenya I liked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For me, so, yeah, for me it's it been was great. What- Wild Street. We oh did yeah with eric jake yeah. i can't stop listening to tennessee cocaine i yes. fucking love that song yep um my own will as well like that band blew me right out of the water when i was prepping for that interview so good those those are probably the top two um but we've we've had so many good ones like aaron lee of killing candace was on um Got See, when you start going back through them it's hard to tell anymore Oh man, you know what else was a great podcast? The I don't even know how to say this. Yanni Papadopoulos. Yeah, Scott Stapp's guitarist. Yeah, that guy what was a- just so excited all the time. It was fucking great. <laughs> what a nice guy. Yep. Yeah. Like I mean, I, we could pull something out of every single episode we've done this year. You know. The thing is, like when we, like you said, when we first started, I never imagined that uh, you know we'd be getting. Some of the artists were getting, and I never imagined anybody would even take it seriously. It was just kind of let's see what happens. But I yeah, mean, like, I guess we're we're doing it. How many people that run a podcast get asked to interview Bill Ludwig the Third? Oh yeah, or yeah. Dave Lombardo, or Dave Lombardo. Fuck! How did I forget Dave Lombardo? Not about Dave Lombardo. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. I mean, that's- okay. I got to rearrange my top five. <laughs> <laughs> What a sweet! I mean, we talked not about his stuff at all. We talked about Cuban immigrants. Yeah, and and his movie scoring, and and uh, yeah, just unbelievable. The immortal words of uh, Jerry Garcia: "What a long, strange trip it's been." Yeah. Oh, and you know another interesting one was Tulip. 
with Ashley oh. with Ashley and Colin. Because yeah, but see that, that I ended up dropping off, and then because my tech didn't work that day, and you guys were talking about me living in the country and chasing chickens or something. <laughs> <when> I went. <laughs> yeah, but they were fellow Canadians that moved to Texas. And it, right. it was a weird conversation because they used to be like super religious and then they got kicked out of their church, you know, and, and these are conversations that you don't normally happen in interviews, you know, like it's not about this, the record or the artwork or the live show. We're, we're talking here. Other stuff. Yeah. We're talking to people personally. And I think that's what really kind of helps us get where we're going. So. Well, awesome. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. And Chris, I do hope you have a fantastic holiday. You too, I'll brother. Talk. How's it going? I'm fine. Yeah. Where are you guys at today? You're in Kentucky? Uh, we are in Lexington. Lexington, wow. Kentucky. It's <laughs> cold there? Well, I guess cold is relevant for you, but... Sorry, What's the weather like in Lexington, Kentucky? All right. What's the weather like there in Lexington, Kentucky? Uh, it's good. Nice and warm. Sunshine, <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's warm for you, though, right? Because you're coming from somewhere by the North Pole. <laughs> well, quite cold. <laughs> yeah, i, I got to enjoy it for, like, last few days. Yeah, it's a uh, foreshow to go and uh, then back to home, and it's going to be fucking dark there. <laughs> How's the tour going so far? So far, so good. It's a... Uh, it's been a very mellow tour. I mean, we share the bus with Kalmak guys, and uh, they're old geezers like us. So it, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, not, much of a, not much of a party bus then, huh? Well, a bit, but not too much. You know, we learned our lesson. We're not 18 anymore. And yeah. We know our limits. Yeah, you can't keep up with that over the years. It'll get to you. Exactly, exactly. Which is kind of sad, but on the other hand, it's... It's nice to do good shows and not be totally hangover and so on. Yeah. The crowd's pretty good. Yeah, the crowd's been really good. And that's what I really love about this package. It's uh, uh, four bands that are all a bit different. So it's very versatile evening of metal for all, for the crowd. And uh, I'm quite sure many people have found new bands on this tour. I mean, if people who come to see us or come to see Kalma or Abigail Williams or Animus. Uh, they might not listen to the other bands when they're at home. So I think it's a very good chance to find new bands. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, that's actually what happened to me with you guys. I went on, mm-hmm. se- I went on 70,000 tons of metal. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I always just, I've been on it many times. And mm-hmm. um, I was just hanging out on the pool deck. And then you guys started playing. And next thing I know, I'm in the fucking pit. <laughs> and I'm having the time of my fucking life drinking beer. I was just like, this is amazing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, well, 7,000 songs is really something unique. Yeah, I saw you guys on 2011 on the pool deck as well, the first time when it was out of Miami. Oh, shit, I had terrible hangover then. We were on the tour with the uh, Fintroll. Oh, yo, yo, I remember that show. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was my first uh, turn on to you guys, and I was uh, a fan since. So, well, good. So <laughs> Even though you were the illusion. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> nice, Chris. Uh, how many times have you guys been on that cruise now? I think four. I think we were the first band ever to be there on the fourth time. We were on the very first, then. Yeah, and then it's been every couple of years we've been there. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I saw Kalma there. 
I don't know, two years ago, maybe? Three years ago? I don't know. I saw them, too, uh, on the boat. My first uh, turn out to them as well, and I loved them. As yeah, I think it was last, was last year or this year. You know, the years go so fast that's when you get yeah. this old. <laughs> and when you tour, like, tons. It's got to be a lot. Um, how did how did you find hanging out with all the fans on the boat like that? Just out of, I'm always curious, you know, like uh, I like it. I mean, uh, we're all just human beings, so I, I actually I remember the very first uh, time when we were there, we we're sitting in a bar, and they're like, "Oh, the next table, there's guys from Black Guardian," and <laughs> it's just casual, and I really <laughs> like it. But I think that's anyway in a metal scene that. Uh, there's not that much uh, this, uh, how would I call it, kind of idolizing. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's what I really like. You know, everybody's shit smells bad. that <laughs> 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 all the time on the show, how it's just one big metal community, no matter where you're from. And I imagine you see it like when you play the festivals in Europe, when you see it on the boat. Everybody's yeah, it, just family. Exactly. It's the same thing. And uh, I mean, in the festivals, it's, I always go... You know, to see bands myself, and I actually even got my uh, black eye <laughs> a few years ago. I was uh, in uh, in a mosh pit of uh, Faith No More show. And <laughs> oh wow! Festival. How do you? Yeah. How do you, Faith No More is actually they're going to tour again? They said. Yes, I'm very happy for that. Yeah, it's one of my one of my old all time favorite bands. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, they're they're a great band. It. I was just shocked to see them do it i think it's all the original members too is it not i think it is that i don't know i think so. mike has everything though that guy is in like so many different things oh yeah that's so true uh, he's he's very uh what's the word uh inspiring person because he's yeah like all around everything i saw him do this uh what was it called mondo cane or something like he was doing this italian <laughs> oh really the songs in Finland one year in, in a festival. That's super cool. I really love that he he has like this credibility no matter what he does. Yeah, because even like the punk stuff, Ed Cross stuff with uh, Dave Lombardo is fantastic. Exactly. You can see that passion for music. And it's You gotta respect the man. <laughs> if I'm wrong, he was in Mr. Bungle too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. He's done a lot no, of I remember like, I saw Mr. Bungle in Stockholm because they didn't come to Helsinki. That was many, many years ago, mm -hmm. like early 2000. And uh, we went to see them in Stockholm. And uh, yeah, there was uh, the great Mike Patton, you know, reeling his own cables after the show. It's like, dude, how down to earth is this guy? <laughs> right. He came to talk with us and uh, took pictures. And He's and that was like uh, when Faith No More was huge also. so it's, And he was wrapping his own cable? Yeah, yeah. after the show, he was still there. <laughs> Awesome. And they had a drinking contest. Like uh, they, they want to have Finn, Swede, and a Norwegian on stage. <laughs> <laughs> no. who, who won? Who won? Finn, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's going to be cold and dark all year, you have to have something to do, right? <laughs> yeah, you need to keep yourself warm, and you know you cannot have sex all the time. So. <laughs> So, Sammy, I know you kind of mentioned it and we discussed it a little bit, but do you find it more difficult to uh, to keep at it as the years go on, or is it uh, you're getting used to it now? You mean touring it all? Yeah, just, you know, hitting the road. And I mean, I imagine as you age, it, it's got to take its toll on you at some point, right? Uh, 
I would say it depends how you use your time because on the tour you have so much time to kill. Of course, there's a lot of traveling, which means that you're not actually moving at all. So it really kind of fucks up your back and you know all the muscles, and you're just sore if you just sit in the bus and sit in the backstage. And especially if you keep drinking all the time, then you just have a hangover and you're just sore and pissed off. And it's really up to yourself how you use your time. Like um, I actually don't drink that much on tours anymore, uh, right? Because uh, for me, the main thing is to do good shows and have fun and have good interaction with the fans in the show. Right. So uh, I actually do yoga on every tour. Oh, cool. Every day nice. I try to do. And uh, if there's possibility, I'll go for a walk and see the city. And uh, Yeah. Uh, for me, I actually enjoy touring now than more than actually when I was younger. I always loved it, but... Uh, yeah, I hate traveling when I have hangover. So <laughs> back in the day, that was daily thing. Yeah, I bet. Uh, when you're when you're young and touring, though, that's like that's part of the the allure of going on tour is just partying every day. You know, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's the illusion. Mm. You can keep doing that. But... And, and then <laughs> one day you wake up and you're like, I can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> Ex- yeah, and, and at I some have... point it's a job, right? You got to do your thing, or you're not gonna. Have a job. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think it's also the respecting the fans. I mean, people pay to see your show, and if the show is shitty, and you just have like a bunch of hangover guys on stage, it's like that's really disrespecting the fans, also. Yeah, I 100% agree because they can choose to go see anybody. If they come see you, they want to see a good show. Exactly. And that's what I'm, I, I have another band called Metal Defecto, Power Metal Band. <laughs> we just released the, the first album. Yeah. Some time ago, like, in November, and uh, our singer and keyboard player, they're like 20-something. So <laughs> I'm, really looking oh, forward yeah, to get the, I'm get, really looking forward to get on the road with them, because uh, it's going to be fun to see now that I'm old and grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> you will be doing yoga and sitting on your mat, and they'll be pounding the beers. Exactly. It's going to be fun to see them waking up in a terrible hangover. Like, Shit, I lost my <laughs> voice because I was drinking until 5 a.m. vodka. And- yeah. And then I can say, ha, 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 I told you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one thing I always wonder about metal festivals. Like, everyone is so drunk for the whole time. Any metal festival, it's just like, like in 2011 on 70,000 Tons of Metal, they ran out of beer. <laughs> yeah, the, the very first year, they ran out of alcohol before we left the port of Miami. Yeah, I know. And then they had to... They ran out again before they hit the port in Cozumel. Yes. <laughs> and and, okay, that, and the, the bands is, the bands were a part of that in 2011, you know? And I often wonder, how do they get up there and just fucking kick ass like that still? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a lot of practice. But on the other hand, uh, <laughs> even though on a metal festival, people are drunk and... Uh, you know, we're hairy and uh, we look ugly and so on, <laughs> metalheads. But uh, metal festivals generally are the most peaceful festivals that there is. I 100% agree. Yep. Yeah, li- like in Finland, we have this legendary metal festival called Tuska, which means pain. Uh, it's the, in the very center of Helsinki. Okay. It's been going on for years. And the police and authorities, they love it. Because there are never, never fights. People behave even though they're shit-faced. 
people are just in a good mood enjoying metal music. And uh, and then they say, like, compared to, like, festival where you, you have, like, mixed genres, you have, yeah. like, Fist yeah, fights and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do stupid shit, and that sucks because people go to festival generally to have a good time. So it, it sucks that. Uh, it and in the end, for the atmosphere. Yeah, in the end, as an outsider, people think that it's because it's so aggressive and it's so loud and whatever that it's a violent, dangerous place. But it's exactly the opposite. Absolutely. Which I think is great. Yeah, me too. So what do you guys have to, what do you got? Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna ask an equipment question, but you can go ahead. No, Chris. I know you're scared. Go ahead. I'm such a geek. So um I see on your wiki page here that you're using uh five and six string basses. Actually what? six and seven. But yeah. Six and seven now? <laughs> uh yeah, a couple of seven string also. Oh yeah, I actually have one five. When did you oh, yeah? when you first started, obviously you probably started on a four string? Yes. And when did you kind of move up to the five string or six string? I actually string? went straight to six, and it was uh, maybe not so smart move. I had that was a long, long time ago, like in ninety something. Uh, I had a gig on the same day with uh, with the death metal band that I was playing at that time. <laughs> so I went straight from five to six. Oh god! And I had the show on the same night, so that did not go well. I was so lost with all the strings. <laughs> <laughs> There's one way to learn, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was a. I can't pinpoint just one reason, but uh, now that I think about it, uh, at that time there was starting to become like bands that had like very heavy sound, yeah, and like drop tunes, and that that became more popular. So I was really fascinated by that. You get like lower, and on the other hand. Uh, I have uh, two big brothers, and the other one actually taught me to play. Uh, he plays guitar, and he was like super good. Or he was playing Uvi Malmsteen stuff when he was a teenager. Wow. And uh, so I was all, also fascinated by like doing <clears throat> like high and uh, kind of fast stuff. So the extra string for the high end also was very intriguing. So there, there was not nobody actually told me that, yeah, you should go that way. I think I just saw the bass in uh, because that time I was poor as a motherfucker. Well, I still am. <laughs> I was still studying then. But uh, uh, I gave my like really good bass and my bass amp to get the six-string bass. And I still had to pay some money in between. So there I was. I had six-string bass, but no <laughs> amp. <laughs> so that was a different story to get that. But, uh, yeah, I really wanted it. It was something really cool. My first big spring was uh, Warwick Corvette. So at least I had a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> Every rock star needs a Corvette, even if it's yeah, a bass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so what do you guys have planned for uh, after this? I know you got the holidays coming up, but what do you guys have planned for 20? Actually, we don't have that much holiday. When we get home, in, in two days of that, we're going to... Uh, head to rehearsal room again. We're going to continue working with the new songs because uh, early January we're going to hit the studio with Enzi Oh, really? That quick? Yeah. Wow. So, actually, yesterday we had a day off and uh, me and Marcus Marcus is the founder and the main composer of the band. So 
we spent like the whole day in a hotel trying to work out the the missing parts and uh, of the the songs and uh, so yeah, looking good. So staying busy then. You just, I mean, the release just came out a couple of years ago, right? Maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's not that long. Ah, uh, oh, that's it great. It takes so long for the kind of labels to put stuff out nowadays. Yeah, uh, I just heard that like in states, uh, one uh, new issue is that uh, because vinyls are selling okay-ish, yeah, right. and of course labels want to have the vinyl version also out on the same day, but. This year, two big companies that uh, manufacture vinyls, they quit. So there's like a very long queue now in the... Oh, wow. Producing your vinyl, uh, manufacturing your vinyls. So it might be like when you deliver the master of the album and with the, the cover, the booklet and everything. Right. It still might take like four to six months to actually get it out. Because, Shit, that long? Yeah. But we hope wow. it will be out... Uh, Early summer, right? Yeah, I mean, then we're gonna have festivals, and uh, in the autumn, twenty twenty, we're gonna start touring again. So, no oh, rest busy. for the weekend. Yeah, that's good though. How long? How, how long is the recording process gonna take for you guys? Uh, I guess five, six weeks, something like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we are very privileged actually to have this kind of chance to do do, do things on the. This level anyway to be like a full-time musician it's not something that you can take as granted oh no not God, these no. days for sure are you guys going to record the tape again uh let's just say the production and everything will be quite different from the, the last two albums because, oh uh, wow we, we've always been a band that we don't want to repeat ourselves at least in in our own minds of course for somebody who's not into <laughs> our music i guess every album sounds the same but right in, in our minds, at least for us, we want to try new things and uh, go forward. Awesome! Yeah, for this album, we yeah, I, I really think it's going to be a positive surprise. Oh, I that's can't great! Wait. Okay, so if you don't have anything else, Chris, I've just got a uh, a couple other not funny ones, but just a couple questions. Sure, off I, the record, I, I'm good. Record, but. So if you were Sammy, if you were stranded on a deserted island and could take three records with you for the rest of your life, assuming you had a solar powered player, what would they be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh that's a tough one. I guess I would go um I just say something now. Uh Iron Maiden, Seventh Son of the Seventh Sun. Uh mm -hmm. Tranquility, the gallery. And um I guess some Actually, compilation from Björk. Oh yeah, cool. That's a that's of things. Yeah, I've never really listened to too much Björk, but I know I know of her and I've heard of her. So I used to hate her stuff when I was in a in high school. I just thought it was artificial, artistic shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually remember right? I remember the kind of the day when hit me i was vacuuming my apartment and i had a radio on or something and her song bachelorette came from there and i just had to stop the vacuum cleaner sit on the sofa and uh, it was like an enlightenment of like fuck this is good song <laughs> and then then i actually gave her other stuff uh, another chance and yeah there's a lot of good stuff of course i don't think there are 
there's any artist whose all songs are magnificent, you know. Sure. Well, except yours. Right. Except <laughs> well, thank you. You're a good liar. <laughs> that is all I've got, Chris. Do you have anything else? I don't, man. I really appreciate you taking the time and, and chatting with us today all the way from Lexington, Kentucky. Pleasure is all mine. And you guys are very lucky because we have so much problems with internet uh, during this tour. And luckily, in this venue, there's a really good one. So we could actually see, see it. Was great. Hey, man. Safe travels. Happy holidays. And we look forward to uh, new stuff next year. All right. All the best, gentlemen. All the Thanks. best. Thank you very Cheers. much. Right up. Bye. You there, Chris? I'm here. Wow. We ended on a good note. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, that was a good one, too. So, perfect. We're all done. Okay. I'll, I'll put, fans. These, I'll put that one over. I guess well done. We've done it. All right. We made it through the first six months of the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Stay tuned for uh, Volume 2, or Version 2.0, or whatever the hell it's going to be. Oh, we're taking it to another level, baby. Yeah, it's going to be Furious 6 now. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good day. Okay. Talk to you soon. Chat. Bye. Bye. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.